from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired, world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast where each week we take your brilliant listener-submitted prompts and we spin them into an original fantasy character, city, legend, myth, what have you, to create an original fantasy world one episode at a time we've called Fantasy. Uh, it's just us this week, which is weird. <laughs> it's just us this week. It is weird. Well, it's not just us, because I am puppy sitting at my mom's house, and if you hear dogs scuffling in the background, it's because there's a one-year-old and a six-month-old puppy. Just a couple little babies. Babies that are, oh my god, the mischief. It's been a lot. I have never done this before, Jeff. Fun. I've never watched, like, I've watched a dog before, but not puppies. Oh ah, my god. Yep, yep. It's an experience. It is an experience because I've never seen a creature try to eat so many things. And you're like, no, no. Nope, don't no. Eat and, that. And, it, and it doesn't know no yet. Like oh. his name is Chico, so like you can't tell Chico shit. Like right now, I could go off. No. Okay, they kind of stopped tussling. But either way, it's been a lot. But I'm excited to it's just it's just the two of us today. Uh, the uh, AMFC classic. AMFC classic. I just cracked a can of AMFC Classic. AMFC uh, Old School. Yep. An AMFC Throwback. Yep. Welcome back to AMFC Throwback. And our prompt this week is, uh, I didn't have, I didn't have like a funny thing. I thought I was gonna, Aaron, I'll be honest with you. I was like, I was ready. I was like, ah, nope, nope, didn't come that time. Yeah, that means this is definitely AMFC Classic as we are lacking in bits. But what we're not lacking in is what's getting you excited this week, Jeff? Aaron, can I talk to you about a uh, game that I've been playing called Music League? Yeah, you can. Uh, Music League is the thing that's getting me excited this week. Uh, Music League is a game that I've been playing. I'm in, I'm in four different leagues at the moment. Okay. And uh, it's the most fun and most, uh, it's the most fun and most me thing. Basically, it is sort of a, it's sort of a fantasy league. It's sort of a, a, a vote thing, but mainly it's just an excuse to share, like, music with your friends so what it is is you have like so you have seven days you have a week and you are given a prompt so um your favorite cover song aaron what's your favorite cover song what do you mean like a song like a song that was originally written by someone else performed by another artist um there's like this punk version of somebody that i used to know that i really enjoy so what happens is you would get that prompt you'd put that song on the list and like and then anonymously it puts together a spot like the it's like an app and it puts together a Spotify playlist. Oh, fuck. And then you listen to every all of the songs that everybody picked, but it's completely anonymous. And then you vote on which ones you felt like best fit the theme. I love that a lot. That's fun. It's fun and I enjoy it. And I just get to like and you can leave little comments of like, I like this one or I didn't like this one. And like, I enjoy like listening to songs that my friends recommend. I've discovered some wonderful music and like it genuinely gets me excited because like sharing art is a cool and beautiful thing sharing art with friends is something that i'm trying to be better about as an adult because i still have that uh teen stress about like being judged you know what i mean do you remember oh yeah for sure 100 percent. 
I mean, constantly. Yeah. I mean, you and I grew up too in an era where like being a nerd was like not cool in any capacity. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I've told my Full Metal Alchemist hoodie story here, but like I bought a Full Metal Alchemist hoodie at a Hot Topic and I was super excited when I was 15. I never wore it to school once because I was too afraid of getting bullied. Because like, and that kind of stress still keeps me from being like, hey, I, l- I liked this band that I just heard or like um, this game that I'm playing was really satisfying. So I'm trying to be better about that. It's actually like, honestly, I just had this conversation with Kean the other day where I'm like, I'm trying to be better about like sharing what I'm engaging in, you know, with more than just you on recording. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful. It's like, it's freeing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it is being back on your bullshit, but like in the way where you feel like you're being fed like grapes by your bullshit, like a Greek God. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, what is getting me excited is waking up at six fifty in the morning to take a dog out. No, um, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, I do. I do have something. So, what's getting me excited this week, Jeff, is birds. Birds. Um, I've had b- birds. All um, right. So, in my mom's backyard, there's like the. It's like a marsh behind her house. So it's been a. It's been good burden. It's been good burden here in South Jersey, and I am delighted to continue looking for little peepers as they fly about their day. That kicks ass. Now, speaking of South Jersey, it is where you and I hail from, uh, quite possibly one of the people greatest places. People, people may have picked up on that. People may, if it's your first time listening, hi, we're from South Jersey and we talk about it a lot. Um, it's a place that defies imagination in terms of wonderfulness and weird rural stuff. And for example, the New Jersey Pine Barrens takes up a fifth of the state. Gigantic pine forest. We've talked about it a million times. But something that is also there is cranberries. A lot of commercial cranberry farming, small commercial, small cranberry farming, all sorts of cranberries. So the prompt this week, I'm very excited to deliver. I have a feeling this was sent to us because they know what we're about. This is from Merle. Merle used our Discord. What do you mean you can't hear the song of the cranberry bog? God, I love a good cranberry bog. Love some cranberries. I love... Okay, how do you feel about a cranberry? Eating a cranberry straight up? Uh, I could give her... Like, <laughs> I could take her leave eating a cranberry straight up. Yeah, as could I. They are... I mean, I enjoy tart things, but it's for me, it's more of like the novelty. If I can eat like a fresh cranberry in South Jersey, which is very fucking rare, by the way. They're not like on the roadside. I would love to, because just to say I did it, but it's, it's, it is very tart. But like, um, like cranberry stuff. Oh, fuck a lot of yeah. it I love. I love. Yeah. Uh, I love. You know, love it in pastries. Ugh. I love it in. I love cranberry wine. Yeah. Cranberry syrup and cranberry mixins. Yep. Cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. Cranberry, so- cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. Can't Come on. beat it. You cannot beat it. Jen it's makes so a Jen good. makes a fresh cranberry sauce where she uh. gets real cranberries and orange juice and wine oh, and like yes. you know makes it fresh and it's just it's impeccable. I had a. I had my first uh, Thanksgiving hoagie of the year. Oh, you did? On Tuesday. From where? It, it wasn't a Wawa Gobbler. It was a Primo Hoagie's Pilgrim. The Pilgrim, the Pilgrim is far superior. The Pilgrim it's so is good. far superior. It's incredible. I, I oh, the we Pilgrim's new exactly. It's a, it's a killer sandwich. <laughs> it's incredible. Their cranberry relish is oh no my fucking God. joke. Listener, if you can find a Primo's hoagie, Go get the Pilgrim hoagie and smash it. Shove it down your gullet like a seagull because it bangs. My God, let us celebrate the cranberry. The cranberry is versatile. Like, honestly, it's like, for me, it's a sleeper cell. Like, everybody thinks about, like, cranberry juice and shit. It's fine. Cranberry juice is fine. It's mostly sugar. 
look at look at the contents measure out what one cube of sugar is and then look what's in ocean spray cranberry juice it's wild so like the taste of a cranberry is oftentimes lost to us unless we make something from scratch like the cranberry relish that the pilgrim has as actual cranberry in there yeah it's great it kicks uh, ass god and in case anybody who's listening doesn't know the the prompt by the way was uh, what do you mean you can't hear the song of the cranberry bog cranberry bog is where they grow you dig these like big ass fucking bowls in the earth and you grow cranberries in them and then you flood it when they're ready so they float up and you can pick them the end so they they kind of i don't know if you and listener if you've seen the cranberry ocean spray commercials where the people are in that big like lake picking cran like covered in cranberries in the water it fucking looks like that except with more vines but it's still really cool you can drive past them in the pine barrens take a field trip listener and you see that one of the ocean spray farms and you see them like floating in all these little red cabins which is an image that comes to me immediately for this episode mm-hmm. is the pump stations that have to be at these these little red cabins next to each bog that's the control center for pumping the water now do you have any initial ideas for what do you mean you can't hear the song of the cranberry bog? I do. Okay. I'm thinking about these these tiny red cabins and I'm thinking about I I'm going to I'm going to throw an immediate direction. Okay. Uh what do you mean you can't hear the song of the cranberry bog? Uh is uh itself a saying that we are going to build out the meaning of. Okay. Okay, okay. Cause I'm thinking as, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie that to a to a big honking world detail. Give me the world detail, please. Um, we've got these these cabins, these pump stations, right? Yeah. These things that are along these cranberry bogs, along these rivers, uh, these rivers, these bogs, these marshes. And what I want to throw out to you is the idea that, like, I don't know why, I don't know what the what the connection is, but like. There is like a a lighting the beacons type effect. Oh, that it connects these bogs and like and so the saying comes from a sense of like you're missing something. You're missing something that is painfully obvious because like the call of these pump stations to one another is unmistakable. It's almost like saying you know um, like you couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Almost like what do you mean you can't hear it? It's is are yeah. they blaring? It's conveyed across like the the beacons of the the beacons of the bog. Oh fuck! Okay, sick name. I'm the already excited. The beacons of the bog are are the red cabins. The beacons of the bog. When the beacons are lit, you feel it across all five senses at once. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is, when these bogs are lit, and that can even mean like a little light is turned on inside of them. Mm-hmm. Mean, is that what you mean? Like, you know, like they like they lit up, meaning like someone is manning the station, or like then the, when they want to send a signal. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a signal that they can send that is like if you are in one of these other cabins like it is unmistakable. May I make a pitch then, please? What the the signal is is flooding the bog, and this specific type of cranberry glows in the dark. Mm. So when they float up from the bottom, like you flood the bog, and the cranberries float up, that like iridescent glow, that bioluminescence that's like surrounding these beautiful red cranberries, like glows in the night and i'm talking bright so like you could see it from miles away i'm gonna throw this even further glows in the night floats into the air and these cabins are connected in such a way that like i said like you like because like it's it's connected from all five senses so they glow into the air and if you're in one of these other cabins you see them on the water you hear a whistle on the wind you feel like a tickling up your arms you you taste the cranberry on like 
Like when when it, when it's flooded and the cranberries rise, like you feel it across every one of your senses. You smell the sh- you smell the the smell oh. of like fermenting sugar. I love this. And it happens. It just hits all at once, and it's just like and it, it overtakes you is the way to describe the sensory experience. So because that's so intense, I get the idea that this was originally done. Like you said, light the beacons. I can't help but think like it was for a call to aid or a call to arms or a call to something so that like the, what do you mean you can't hear the song? Like it's in you. You, you, There's no way you can avoid it. Was it because it's such a bright, like it alerts everyone in the area or in this specific town or region of danger, of need? Did it happen once during a time of great need and a call was answered across, you know, this bog region, this piney area? That people came like a run-in to do X or to solve Y. I am going to take that and put a spin on it that I think is really, really nice. A really good spin on that that ties into like what it what what literally is being lit here. It's a it's everyone along. Well, I I I said river, and I'm gonna we're I'm gonna pull on river, please. Everyone along this river, like it's it's. It was a call to aid, but it was more importantly a call to harvest. Okay. Like, these cranberries have arrived. Like, they are not grown, they arrive. And, like, you shock them or you you spark them or you do whatever to signal, like, hey, we got a, we got a crop of cranberries. Everybody come gather, like, come gather them and feed yourselves and oh, your loved ones. I love that. So, in quite impossibly, it is cranberry season. It is cranberry season. And it, you don't- It harks the beginning. Oh, my God. You don't know when, when, you don't know when cranberry season is going to come and you don't know when it's going to come to your section of the river. So, you mark it and everyone on this river's role to come and, like, help harvest to- Make use of as much of this cranberry crop as possible. I love a magical call home, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, like, or a call to... Because there's something special about when you've been away and you come back somewhere and you smell it. Even if it's like you smell the like wet concrete in the city if you've been away. You know, or like if you're in the woods and it's rained or it's just that, that smell of earth and pine and water and things like that. I love the idea of... What do you mean you can't hear the call of the cranberry bog? You're one of the river folk. You know, you, you're, I'm sure your whole body lit up like a Christmas tree and you tasted it. You felt it. It's time to come home. We've made this metaphor before of like with the Mockingbird Festival, but I like it kind of being a thing in fan, like a, just a thing with our magic. Because if we're not using fucking cell phones, it, it's a, there are magical calls that let you know, like, it, well, it's almost like birds migrating. Like they just know, mm-hmm. you know, and there's this magical pull to you. That tells you, oh, time to go harvest cranberries. Like, what, is this just something that naturally happens? That's a great question. Did someone imbue them? You know, is the town, has it always been this way? Is it just, is it part of the cranberries? Like, after you eat it, is it like this? Okay. Something about, like, salmon, wild salmon. Their flesh is pink because they eat uh, certain, I think it's crustaceans, like shrimp and stuff. So that's, it's pink, naturally. So is this, if you've been eating the cranberries of this region your whole life... You're a cranberry person. You know, this This town is what what uh, Pyrethra Guild is with pumpkins. This is this with cranberries. It's in everything. It's in their food. It's in their hoagies. It's, it's part of their life. It's the community of Bog River. Oh, okay. Love that. I mean, is it is it Cran River? It is now. All I right. Like Cran River. So it's just cr- because it's like what we're, you're describing. You said it like glows. That shit is red. Like people swear the water's red. Mm-hmm. It is bright. It is bold. And then when the call is called, it turns like... 
we're talking bright fire engine red, right? And like, they shine. Like, cranberries are shiny, smooth, they sparkle. I'm imagining if the people of the Cran River have been eating these things their entire lives, it's in everything, you know, welcome to the, the Berry Inn, you know, welcome to the tavern. It's called the Old Cran's Rest. And it's just, it's a picture of a cranberry, like with a walking stick with like a, bo- a glass of cranberry wine sipping on it. Anyway, it's just a part of you. So when, what do you mean you can't hear the cranberry bog? It calls us all. Like, we know, we feel it. It's, it's a part of our very being. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something that I've heard Midwestern people talk about. Or, well, I mean, I I personally, I feel like I'm ranting and I apologize. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm it, all in. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. It's something that I have personally experienced the first time I went really hiking as an adult in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. I know I talk about it a lot, but like, I used to hate it growing up. I was not a fan of like going out there. I thought it was weird, like the place you drive. But as an adult visiting, once I moved to New York, I fell in love with it. And like, I experienced this feeling where I can only describe it as like, it calls me home. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm there, I feel like I'm at, I belo- this is my home. This is where I, I'm in love with it now. The eco- I cannot stop learning about it, exploring it. And it's just something I can't describe other than it, there's a call and I feel like that's what this is, what you've described, is the, the lighting of the beacons is just everybody just gets happy and warm and fuzzy. And I feel like it happens every like autumn, you know, and everybody's all bundled up. And is there a festival? Oh, there's absolutely a festival. Now, uh, I'm hearing all of this and I feel like the tables have fully turned. What do you mean? Because like I've been listening to this and loving it. And then it hit me. What if there's an element of crisis when it happens? But like. In a way that like combines that sense of like the call of home, similar to the to the to the other festivals that we created, but a sense of like come home because there is work to be done. I swear to God, I was waiting for you to finish because that is the vibe. I didn't want it to be like a fucking Tarask. I wanted it to be like every family but one left the Cran River, right? And there was one person still holding it down, or like no one. You know, and the the cranberries all dried up. They died. It just became a river for like millenn- like generations until someone, maybe one person built a pump station or just lit the beacon and people came a coming. You know what I mean? Is it that kind of feel like they, they rebuild the town? I want to take that even further and say that like Cran River is less of a town and more of a like smallish region. Okay. Okay. Where like... The, there's no, like, town around the river because the river is just made up of these tiny little, like, farming stations. Like, yeah. these tiny little one-cabin farming, like, you have your, your pump station and the nearest pump station might be 200 miles away. Mmm, I like this. What it is, and so the only people, on, like, that, that properly, like, live on the river are the tenders of these pump stations. Okay. And then there are small settlements around, but when... When the uh, when the cran when the cranberries rise and when the beacon is lit, everyone in that area, everyone who has tasted cranberries from that pump station, feels it and comes, and they come because in some way, uh, the the marriage between the marriage between nature and nature, like farm and farmer, something like like the the rising of the cranberries is like a na- is itself a natural distress beacon okay so it's like hey there was a fire 
cranberries rise to the surface, people come and clear out the debris and like, you know, put people to rest and come because they were like this, this river fed me these berries once upon a time. Like I stopped at this station and I've, I've heard the song of the, the cranberry bog and I've come to help out. So it is, it's a call to action because something has, the cranberries only rise when the town is that, that area around that pump station is in need. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Because it's not like every single section, they all float up to the top and float no, no, in the no. air. No, 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 it's not, it's not the, it's not the beacons of Gondor. It's no, not like no. all of them at once. It's like no. one specific bog. Yeah. One specific pump station lights up and then suddenly like people from around the air, the region just come to this pump station with the only question on their mind being like, what do you need? How can I help? Yes, I love this. And the, the, the taste of cranberry is, it's bittersweet, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of like the general joke of all of this, where when you taste the cranberry and you smell it, and you smell that soil and that water, and you see it in your mind's eye, you know that something has happened that you need to help with, and you're going. Mm-hmm. And afterward, you know, you'll celebrate, but work's got to be done. Something, somebody needs help. Something has happened. And when you feel that call, it's almost like when something bad happens to somebody who like in your childhood, like town, and you go home for like a funeral or like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're selling their house and you got to help them get rid of furniture, you know, like bad stuff. And you have to go to your hometown. You, it's, you, you almost feel like it's a, it's a deep level of responsibility is kind of what yeah. I'm getting at when yeah, the yeah. cranberries rise is that's the call home. And it is very bittersweet because you long for the taste of cranberries. You long for the festival. But you know that it comes at a cost. You know that it's not free. And I feel yeah. like this is really sick. <laughs> and, and, and the other half of it is like the reason to eat the cranberry like is, hey, it's delicious. Goes yeah, on 100. everything. But also like, I mean, it's got to be magical, right? Like there's 100%. a magical property where it like it keeps you fed and health. It keeps you fed and happy for like weeks. Oh, and, and, and I also like the, the idea that if you if you miss a season. Like, if you don't want to be a part of this community anymore, I'm not saying it's like some kind of fucking prison where you have to come yeah. back every year. If you don't, if you miss a season, when the Cranberry Bog rises, you won't hear it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like it's, what do you mean you can't hear the Cranberry Bog? The answer for some is because I've stopped listening. Yeah. You know, I've stopped, I've stopped hearing it. Like, I don't hear it anymore. What's, here's what is sick to me about this idea. It means the people managing the pump stations aren't themselves lighting the beacon. Mm. And that is sick to me. Because it yeah. means that their role is twofold. The Bogmasters. <laughs> that, that's their name. That's their yep, official title. That's where we're going with it. The Bogmasters. Uh, the Bogmasters' role in this is just to watch and to like maintain the conditions of the river and like make sure it's clean, make sure that the conditions are such that the that the cranberries can grow if they need to, but also to act as almost a re- like a reporter or a, a cataloger or like an observer of the area so that when people come, they know why they've been like, there has to be yeah, someone that can translate that need to the people and say like, yeah, like we like the, the, the call came and here's what has happened. So this reminds me a lot of Mike in, in, in the Stephen King's it in the town of Derry where they all left. But Mike is there, like, holding it the fuck down, doing research, taking care of shit, who makes the call for them all to come home, which they answer. You know, like, in in a less horrifying way, it reminds me of that. So the position of Bogmaster in Cran River is, like, fucking revered. Because it basically means that these people don't live here. 
You know what I mean? The people who are coming every year who taste the cranberry and they they answer the call, that means they're not there. They're mm-hmm. like, they could be across the world. But some people are like, no, it's important for people to stay here and maintain like the ecosystem, the beauty, the safety, the community. You know, mm-hmm. the people who do choose to stay here, I think it's important for there to be someone to chronicle who was there and what that happened. That kicks and so for future generations, because there could be, you know, if you stop eating the berries, basically renews you for a new season. So there has to be someone who can be like, you know, we, we have this year, we have 100, but next year, you know, we might have 20, so we got to be ready. You know, we have to make sure that, like, the the river stays clean, debris is cleaned out, the water is flowing, and that there's nothing poisoning the water. Yeah, they're because, like park rangers. Yeah, they're park rangers, they are, they are environmental cleanup crews, and they're also, like, journalists. Like, there's a sense of, like, here's what happened in the wood today. In case, just in case, because, like, you don't know when that beacon is going to be lit. Yes, they're like historians. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. they're historians, environmentalists, park rangers. And also kind of detectives. Why? Wait, go on. Well, the idea just popped into my head, and this is sick as hell. Imagine you are a bog master. You're sitting on the water. You're in your pump station. You wake up one day. You brew yourself a, a cup of coffee. You got a mug that says, you got a mug that says, uh, I only do it in the bog. Oh my uh, God. Or, uh, wait, I got one. I got one. Coffee ain't right unless it's tart. And there's like a picture of a cranberry on it. Yep. He's, he's, this bog master is wearing a hat. Boggin' ain't easy. Boggin' ain't easy. It says, um, bogs love me, fish fear me. Uh, <laughs> no, crans love me, fish fear me. What's on the bog master's bumper sticker? Of their wagon. <laughs> My other wagon is up river, and it's got a little picture of Cran River on it. Oh, fuck yes. This Bogmaster has a shit ton of keys, and they're all, like, the keychains are, like, you know, one's obviously just Cranberry, but... One specific bog... And, and I, I this, is, this is adding the detail that every bog station is different in their own weird and peculiar way. Of course. Uh, one bog station every year, every year they print up a t-shirt that says, like, Cran River Bog, Cran River Bog number 267. Every time the beacon is lit, they have a new run of t-shirts printed that says, like, year 438, forest fire. See, I live for this, and there's a photo taken. So, like, inside the pump station are, like, hundreds of photographs. That's They're, like, great. There's a big file cabinet, because it's, like, who showed up? And it's also just cute. And the, the last year is always framed on the desk. But um, anyway, you anyway. wake up, you got your cup of coffee, you walk outside, it is a perfectly ordinary day, and in front of you, the river is just glowing red, and there are cranberries in the air. Oh, true. You have to figure out what you happened. You have to figure, that's what I mean. Like, you know, there are the times where it's a forest fire, and you're like, well, half the forest burned down. I'm pretty sure I know why this beacon is lit. Yes. Then there are going to be the times you walk out, and there and that beacon is lit in front of you, and you're like, well, fuck, something happened. Like, what? You, you, Aaron, you, you intimately know the vibe of like seeing a, an alert and going, ah, fuck, what, yep. hap- what, yep. what, God damn it. <laughs> yes, completely. Can I, can I put a magical twist on this? Please. The bog master has, doesn't just taste, you know, have the five tastes. The bog master gets a sixth sense that kind of gives them like a, I think like a, like a, a, a sixth, like an inkling of where to go, you know, mm. what direct, like an internal compass. That points mm. you toward the source of it. That feels good. Yeah. And that's why, like, and if it's really bad, I feel like it's across all Bogmasters. 
So if I'm even like, you know, a thousand miles away, right down river from you and you have your compass just turned on and it's like, you know, 50 feet away, there's a giant crab. I don't know. It's taking children. It's running away with them. Someone's got to stop it. I don't fucking know. Danger. I get the compass too. And if it's really fucking bad, I'll like go help. I'll call too to get like, you know what I mean? You get people to go with you. So it's like basically all bog masters are kind of tuned into each other in this weird way where you can call in for appropriate help. Because like a forest fire, you know, it gave, depending on the size, if it's like, you know, if we're talking pine barrens, pine barrens burn all the motherfucking time. And we got to we got to get like a lot of people to help. Or if it's a small one, you get like five. Uh, what that tells me is there is a tradition of like when you feel when when you feel the compass get lit, you go up river. I uh... bogmasters travel together. They are the they are the most intimately familiar with how to like go up and down river. Correct. They are like the first people that show up, and you get that that kind of immediate sense of like it's the it's that immediate meeting of the minds thing of like all right, well we got a situation. We're going to wait for some people to arrive. Last time we had about 100. This time we might get 20. But we got uh, we got, we got this group right here and we're going to make some things happen. So something I want to say, too, because what you described is like they show up, you know, and you, there's a feeling in the air. I feel like seeing a Bogmaster arrive is like the feeling of seeing Superman. Like mm. they wear something. I don't, I don't know if it's like a uniform or like a special hat, but it's just a cranberry cap. But maybe it's just like something that lets people, it gives people a feeling of comfort when you see one. Like I've, I've been lost in the woods, honestly, in the, actually in the fucking Pine Barrens. And I saw a ranger like driving and I waved them down in their Jeep. I was like, yo, where the fuck, like, which I ended up on a service road. Where do I go? Cause there's, they call them roads to nowhere in the Pine Barrens. And like, they're just service roads for rangers to use. They don't go anywhere. So you'll walk for miles. And that person was like, you just fucking got turned around, go over there and make a left. I felt like I had seen literally Wonder Woman come out of the fucking sky and save me. So I wonder if that's the same feeling when like a bog master show up, people are like, holy shit, it's a fucking bog, oh my God, this is a fucking bog, oh my God, if we're, if we're saved, everything's going to be okay. And then we're going to eat crayons. I like the idea that it's very specifically waiters. <laughs> Oh, like cranberry waiters and you, the big gloves and the cranberry waiters. Yes, like. fuck yes. What color are they? They have to stand out because they can't be red and green. They are very specifically like, I think what it is, is they are, they are sort of like a, a matte gray. Okay. But a matte gray that like reflects very specifically the light of the cranberries. Oh my God, the that's good. So when you're in the presence of the beacons, like your whole, like it's you your, su- you've got a super saiyan <laughs> glow. <laughs> you got super saiyan aura as you roll up in your little, they only travel via canoe. Mm-hmm. And something I will say is what I like that we haven't discussed. I, I mentioned a fucking crab monster and I take it back, but like bad things happen. I want this to be the place like, this is giving me these bogmasters. I want to posit that they provide possibly it's like carved into the very pines themselves or something something about this area evil doesn't like penetrate. Evil can't touch it. It's usually like natural stuff. I don't know mm. if it's is it I don't know if it's the cranberries, they don't know if it's the bogmasters providing this like aura of safety or something magical, but this river has never known like demons or villains or bad shit that kind of like fantasy danger doesn't happen here it's like flooding and fires and you know terrible things this description that you're giving me of like glowing people rolling up in a canoe it made me think of fucking lothlorian (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) where like evil cannot penetrate this shit that's great (laughs) and it's just this 
pine cranberry boggy rip is the water that deep ruby color that it is in the pine barrens oh it's gotta be yeah it's so kids pine barrens water if we haven't mentioned it i'm sure we have is like reddish black and it's beautiful um and that is the water that we're describing right now Let's both talk about a, t- a settlement that's on the Cranberry River and what it's known mm, for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I want to talk about first, before that, let's talk about the festival, Jeff, that we mentioned. Yeah, okay. We, we mentioned that every time that every every time that the, the beacons are lit, they have a festival after. And I feel like the, the Bogmaster started it as a way to like lift the community spirits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like something bad just happened. They're like, we should probably throw a party. Like, and all yeah, the Bogmasters yeah, yeah. are like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's... Let's hire some clowns. That's great. That kicks ass. I like that a whole lot. Aaron, can I then describe a second festival? Yes. Describe. I mean, they, there's there's a different one every year. They throw a festival. So give well, me- Well, they a- throw every time. They throw it every time the beacon is lit. Yeah. So there could be like three of these bog festivals yes, yes, a year. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, of course. My God, there could be a hundred. But the thing I want to throw to you is that like once a is that very specifically once a year, there is a different festival that is not shared among everyone. <laughs> Please tell me. And that is the gathering of the Bogmasters. Oh, it's like when they hang. That's when they hang. And that's base. It's very literally, hey, we're celebrating that. Hey, we're celebrating that we're not dead yet. <laughs> Y'all, we did it. We fucking made it. They get together. There are grill offs. Oh, there I are love like it. there are cranberry eating contests. But what's the festival called? Hmm. It's one of those things where like no one thought to name it. Oh, I like that. So it's called Canoe Day because it was the day that they were all supposed to repair canoes and do like menial things. And it ended up being like a fucking rager. Like once all the Bogmasters got together to help each other make canoes, we're like, hey, this fucking bangs. What if we started like drinking, hanging out in cranberries, grilling and doing fun stuff? So it's just known as Canoe Day. Canoe Day is great. That's great. <laughs> it's they so just wholesome. hang out. The way I will describe it is uncool in the best possible way. It's dorky fun. It's wholesome. It's fun. very dorky. It's very dorky and wholesome. But they get together. Like I said, there are grill offs. There are cranberry eating contests. Yes. There is like a canoe decorating contest. Yes. It's like it's a work party where you celebrate the weird things that you do at work. Yes. We, and you can talk about it without fear of like getting. The, yeah. Like, oh my god, we get it. You're a bog master. You know what I mean? From like people who people who get it. It's an industry event. Yes. 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 And yes, where everybody's like fucking yeah, and everybody talks and share stories they share the photos that they take they mm-hmm. they, they talk they swap information they tell like fishing store not literal but i mean like fishing exaggeration type stories and what i will say when canoe day is happening every town the people have to stand watch that day the people That's of great. The other people have to be bog like honorary bogmaster and honorary bogmaster does get a sash while yeah, Canoe Day is happening, but it happens in a secret location that is never shared, and it's somewhere really silly. It's like at a fucking campground on the river that other that only Bogmasters know about. They call it Secret Beach. Like, there's nothing cool about this. It's very like it gives me very like Dad's grilling vibes. Dad's grilling is the is the vibe. I fuck with this so much. And I feel like the parties that they throw, the festivals that are thrown for communities that have just experienced like something, you know, it doesn't have to be like horrific. They are not cranberry themed. 
But cranberries are celebrated, but like, does that work or should it be all cran- cranberry themed? No, I think it is. It is the beacon is specific to the community, right? Yeah. Like it is. So it, it's got to be like really a celebration of the history of that specific oh. community. Because what has happened is we've gathered a bunch of people that have spent time in this place maybe years ago. Like, you know, this could yeah, be true. that you just you've stopped. You could be that you tasted the cranberry once 20 years ago. You felt the song and you're like, well, I'm going like this is the time that you that you decide to go. You're still here. You're still a part of this tiny community's history. So it's it's a celebration of the place that we are. Yeah, it's very much like a, a, a fun high school reunion. Yeah. You know, there could be people you haven't seen in like 100 fucking years. 100%. Yeah, of course, I fucking want to celebrate cranberries. I'm home. You know, I'm on Cran River, baby. I'm back. But the games and the fun stuff is about the the town and the people and the. I love that the bogmaster set up a thing that's almost like you know I I was class vice president so I was supposed to set up our fifteen year reunion but I'm not gonna because fuck them. But you would do like a ideally like a cute slideshow. You know what I mean of like images from back in the day taking yeah. you back, celebrating the town, celebrating our friends and our relationships. That's what this is. It's like, hey, remember a hundred years ago when little uh, little Jeffrey Johnheim, Jeffrey Johnheim fell into the cranberry bog and came out with a fish in their mouth? Ha, that was hilarious. There's like a picture of that. And it's got to be, you know, storytelling is like a part of it, whether through like art or literal storytelling or booths or games, like, because part of it is also like, I may have visited this community 150 years ago. I may yeah. be meeting people in my, I may be meeting people like, who live in this community now who've never met someone that was here 150 years ago. And so like it's also a sense of like this is what this is what this community was when I was here. When I spent time here, this is what this community was. And like I and part of the festivities is like different people show that sense like give that sense of history in different ways. I love this so much. I love this community. I love this weird safe region that we've made that's like I don't know. Sometimes I like talking about places that are just happy and they don't have to fight fucking demons or worry about like comets always falling on them. Sure, sure. <laughs> like it's, it's just it's just fucking nice. Well, I, I mean, we did we haven't talked about the fact that a comet falls on this region. Yeah, once every year a comet arrives carrying a, a the ghost of a demon. No, but it's I love this. I love the Cran River and I love the Bogmasters. The Bogmasters is great. I want to celebrate Canoe Day so bad. Um, is that a wrap? I think that might be a wrap. Damn. Thank you so much, Merle, for your prompt. Merle used our Discord channel, which is the hoppinest place to be in all of the internets. But if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our beautiful little podcast that could, there are a million ways you can do it. Jeff, what are they? Uh, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC Discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is a dope place for cool kids to hang out. No, but it's a it's a company where there's a lot of people who are like us and want to make tabletop and tabletop adjacent creative stuff that is more inclusive, more diverse, and more approachable so that it keeps out the gatekeeper bullshit and brings in the fun that is tabletop where it's about like imagination and enjoying time with friends. That's how I feel about it. And that's why we're a part of it. Anywho, thanks one shot podcast network for being our parents. 
Um, <laughs> Jeff has a second podcast, which you should be listening. Jeff has like 10 podcasts, but Jeff, what do you want to talk about today? I'll talk about Party of One. Uh, Party of One <laughs> is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. Uh, new episodes drop every week at partyofonepodcast.com. Boom. Jeff, do you have a verbal hug this week? Um, You know what? I do. Um, It may not be the place where you lived when you were young. It may not be a place that you have found yet, but... When you find your home, when you find that place that is your spot on the river, when you've tasted the, when you taste that cranberry that is the experiences that come from a place where you feel safe and comfort and where uh, the ravages of the world keep a little bit further at bay, don't forget that. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't have to be a physical place. It doesn't have to be a a real a real place it doesn't have to be just one place but don't forget the call of home because it's a very beautiful and powerful thing that's that was great i i i kind of have something along that line stay curious and open-minded about places um because what connects places there's a there's a, it's a big fucking world y'all with like a lot of different places and things like that but sometimes the things that you connect with most, that especially like inspire you the most, are the th- sometimes like for me at least the the thing that was right under my nose the whole time, but I kind of didn't notice because I wasn't looking. So keep your eyes open for inspiration, and you might just find a place, a person, a thing, a, an event that becomes a deep part of your life and a source of happiness and inspiration for you for the rest of it, for the rest of your days. So uh, find your Cran River, please, and become your own bog master. You know, learn everything about it, enjoy it, savor it. If you never leave, you never leave. That's a, it's okay. But make sure that you're taking care of your community, taking care of your people on the river, and enjoy it for all it's worth. That's all I got. Love it. Is that all we do on this podcast? I think that's all we do. Damn, so, that uh, was a banger. We knocked it out of the park. South Jersey as fuck. Whew. Uh, so until next time, good night and good, good game. game. Crimson Devil. In the land where the water runs red, the great pines repel shadow. Devil dwells. In that misty, eerie wetland, when the sun falls and the moons rise, the Crimson Devil begins its watch. Ancient and powerful, the Crimson Devil is said to be the true ruler of the Cran River region, the being who first flooded the bogs and built the first beacons. The great pine barrens of Cran River are the devil's domain, and any foolish enough to harm the inhabitants of the wood will face the devil's fury. In the dark of night, some say you can hear its proud roar echoing across the lowlands, but those who dwell within the pine barrens have nothing to fear from the crimson devil. Why, it is because of this devil that the waters flow strong and the trees grow proud. Some believe that the Crimson Devil is the Pine Barrens of Cran River, an ancient primordial entity that became the very land we stand upon. The ruby-colored rivers and creeks are from the Devil's veins, the sandy yet fertile land its body 
and the pine trees its bared fangs, showing them at the shadows that lie outside. But between you and me, I think that's what folks would prefer to believe. But we know the truth. The Crimson Devil is out there. It is the protector of this realm, and any who threaten the Pine Barrens will meet their end in the cold, pine-scented, cranberry-flavored air of night. 